It's 11.59 on Radio Free BTC. This is your host, Joe Fi, with music and the truth till dawn. Right now I have a few words for our brothers and sisters behind enemy lines. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. It's 12 o'clock, Bitcoiners. Another day closer to victory. Stay tuned for news and more right after this quick break. All right, welcome back, Bitcoiners. This is Joe Fai, your host. And today I've got another great interview with uh, the locally, probably world famous Jack Tomzak. Locally world famous. Locally world famous. famous. <laughs> I coined the term regionally famous. Regionally famous region. uh, uh, of podcasting and radio fame. And so... Jack has the distinction of probably being one of the first people that I ever gifted Bitcoin to. You. Uh, and so, you know, in, in keeping in with the same vein as our last interview with Victor, the energy guy, uh, I think we, we, I just invited Jack over and wanted to see what kind of questions he had about Bitcoin. And I had some of him going to, uh, that we will do a little bit down the road here. So, Okay. First of all, I think it's important to explain to your listeners that I am a smart person. <laughs> Second. I, I, we might take issue with that, but yes. I don't quite understand Bitcoin or all uh, pretend currency. Digital currency, is that what it's called? Well, if it's not Bitcoin, I, we like to refer to it as shitcoin. Shitcoin. Yes. And I do own some Bitcoin because of you. Yes. Because you gave me some. <laughs> and... Then, off of your recommendation, I, because I'm not a wealthy man, I, I buy 50 bucks a month worth automatically. That's awesome. Because you told me to. <laughs> because I don't know if your listeners, how well they know you, but I was just telling a mutual. Well, all two of them know me better. You know, my mom listens and okay. my sisters. So I was telling a mutual friend of ours how you've always been nuts. <laughs> but in the 20 years I've known you, 21 years I've known you, everything you've been on the cutting edge of has worked and been a good idea. So I've stopped questioning. Jack, you need, you need smarter friends. What you tell me <laughs> and I just comply. <laughs> so I don't understand Bitcoin, but you told me to get it. So I've, I've got some. So, 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 so actually that, that was kind of part of having you over though. What, what don't you still get about Bitcoin? I, I mean, I, I, I do know that, that you're being a little coy and I mean, you get the, you get the high, Ten thousand foot uh, yeah. idea of it. Here's but what, what I here's what I understand. You tell me like what I'm missing. Sure. Um, <laughs> sound really dumb. Computers make Bitcoin <laughs> all over the world. Correct. And there's only so many Bitcoins. Twenty one million. Twenty one million. And there's unlike fiat currency, uh, scarcity plays into Bitcoin because there's only so many. Yep. Uh, but, and because of that, price is going up. I don't know what it started at. Something reasonable, right? Well, it, when I found out about it, it was under $10. Okay. But I was not smart enough to buy then. So just so the listeners know, I'm not as smart as Jack just gave me credit That's for. That's true. <laughs> but the thing that you said to me uh, a few months ago, a year ago, was... At some point, I think about getting a dog. Bitcoin's going to be worth a million dollars. Thinking about getting a dog. Yes, I, mean, I fully a dog. believe it. 
as as uh as my guru that i like to listen to and just so everybody knows ike is in the house they are you were talking about how uh, max my guru the guy that i listen to religiously max kaiser your listeners max Drek. Uh, that you're not a genius, or you're Max, not you're not as smart as I tell people you are. Right, and Max Kaiser though, because because you were talking about the scarcity a little bit. Yeah. And uh, the the uh, the the quote that I always like to reference, and it's you know I heard it from Max Kaiser. I don't know where he heard it from, or if he made it up or not. Is Bitcoin has no top, so a million dollars that that might be just the beginning. Mm-hmm. It Bitcoin has no top because fiat currencies has no bottom because. Mm-hmm. If they continue to print it by the trillions, who knows? I, I mean, it, you know, we could be like the Zimbabwe dollar where, you know, $10 million, $10 million will get you, uh, you know, a can of Coke. Are you watching, do you watch the Netflix? Uh, I have Netflix, but I... I'm watching I, Squid Game. I've heard, yeah, okay, I, I, I'm familiar with it, but I, I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm late to the party on that, but I, I ran out, of, I was watching Billions. And I ran out of that. You might like Billions. My, my sister tells me to watch Billions. But it's good. I don't watch anything. You know, yeah. I, I, sit, I sit around and I watch uh, Bitcoin podcasts <laughs> and, and, and uh, YouTube channels and Max Kaiser. So. so I started watching Squid Game and it, it was filmed, takes place and was filmed in Korea, I believe. Sure. The yep. southern part of it. They don't film much <laughs> in the northern part. But every movie they film in the northern part is fantastic. <laughs> About Dear Leader, yes. That's right. And... They're talking, it's all about people who are, have to go play this game and risk their life to get money because they're all in debt. Isn't that called the Hunger Games? Pretty much. Okay. Um, and they're talking about uh, Korean currency. I want to say... The won. Thank you. Yep. And it's like, they're, they're talking in terms of millions, like tens of thousands or, or hundreds of thousands, millions of, of, of won. And it's like, that. are we talking about a lot of money here? So I went to the Googles, <laughs> I looked at how much that was, and it's, and it's not. Like, a million won is not a lot of money. And I live in a world where it's still 1987 in my head, where a million of anything <laughs> is a lot. Right. And yeah, we're like, we tend to think as, as people living in the 21st century now that history is over and this is just, this is how things are and how things are going to be. Well, you could buy a, a hamburger for a nickel 50 years ago. Right. So what's to think that in 50 years from now, It'll be it'll be a hundred bucks for a hamburger. I mean, that that's going to happen. And you know, what, my craziness, you know, stems from, you know, a very libertarian bent, mm-hmm. uh, and Ron Paul is Ron Paulism, if that's a if that's a thing. But uh, Ron Paul would say that is not a thing because he's a very <laughs> humble man. He is. He is. But uh, no. But but uh, if you look at if you if you're looking at the dollar, you know, for for any of the listeners out there, one one website and Jack, you should check this out because you'll probably reference it on your show. Okay. Uh, WTF? What the fuck happened in 1971.com? Okay. WTF 1971. And for for I'm sure a lot of the listeners are familiar with what happened in 71, but for those of you that aren't, 1971 is when Richard Nixon took the United States off the gold reserve, and. Com- completely changed our currency from a, a currency that was backed by gold by the Brent Wood system and changed it to a fully fiat system. The the it's the only thing that our dollar is backed by is the full faith and credit of our war machine. Mm-hmm. And a, a, as we've seen now from Afghanistan that might not be as we don't, uh, we don't win wars anymore. <laughs> 
a whole different subject, right? A whole different subject, yes. which, which, uh, you know, we don't want to win wars and that, that I'll just leave it at that for now, because maybe I'll, I'll we can talk about that on your show. That'd be great. <laughs> but, uh, no, the, the, uh, so, so 1971 is where everything derailed. Okay. If, if you look at the charts on there, it's like, you know, uh, income versus productivity up to 1971, they, they always tracked, you know, almost, almost, uh, the, the same, you know, that they would, you know, if, if productivity went up, so did income and all of that ended in 1971 when we went off the fiat sand or when we went onto a fiat standard. Okay. And uh, I forgot where you were going. I forgot what you were asking. I'm just ranting uh, now. Uh, inflation. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, so the, the this going off of the gold standard allowed the Federal Reserve to print agnosium, you know, to to no end. And w- which up until the recently, I mean, you could make the argument that they did it responsibly, right? They they. How a kid can play with matches responsibly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Or or, uh, or a handgun. Yeah, right. <laughs> and But and, now the toddler with a handgun has started drinking whiskey. Right, and, and yeah. so, so, so now you've got the toddler, the drunk toddler with a handgun, and that's Jerome Powell. And uh, which they, they know, here's the, here's the crazy thing, is they know what they're doing, and they do, I, it's my belief that they don't care. And, and if you look at like what Janet Yellen said over the weekend, Janet Yellen was talking about uh, the wealth tax or what they want to call it. They want to tax unrealized gains, but only for the billionaires. Just like income tax was just a temporary thing, and it was only going to affect the rich people, right? Yeah. Just like uh, you know, speaking of the Treasury Department, they they want or they want the IRS to be able to track any bank account that does over six hundred dollars of transactions in a year. Oh, that's to catch the billionaires, because Jamie Dimon of uh, J.P. Morgan really is worried about uh, his $600 transaction. <laughs> and I think they've changed that. Well, to 10,000, but but like I've said I th- I think I've said this on the podcast before. 10,000 if you have a paper route, you'll make more than $10,000 a year. So basically they still, you know, they 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 went for the big ask and said, "Oh, okay, we'll back off, not $600. It'll be $10,000." But that's every American that has a a paper route. 2006, I ran for the state house in Minnesota, and I was going to do it 110%, which, though mathematically impossible, was my plan. And uh, <laughs> your podcast host hired me to do real estate with him. And in that year, because uh, it was flexible, in that year, I made $9,600. Right. So if you, unless you're working for Joe, you will make $10,000. <laughs> Joe Fi. Okay, so Joe Fi. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a nightmare to edit. <laughs> everything, yes, everything you say is true as far as is, is what the, the government starts out saying they want to regulate uh, just, just some people on the top. It eventually comes down to the rest. Right. Now, question for you, and I've asked, I've asked economists this, I've asked smart people this, and either they don't give me a straight answer or I never remember it. But this can't go on forever, right? No. Or, or does it go on forever, and the, the consequence that we pay is just uh, a dollar that buys less than it used to? Is, is, is that, because, you know, each, that, each American owes, I don't know how much we owe now per person. Right. It's not like you're ever going to have to come up with the money and, and give it to the government. That is never going to happen. Right, right. Um, but, well, I, so, so it, it's the only option 
or it's the only tool that they have left is mm-hmm. to if you look at the debt and the deficit that we they run every year and the debt it, that used to be a big deal remember when they used oh, yeah. to talk about raising the debt ceiling now it's just it's a formality yep. right yep. but but so so what what tools do they have left they monetizing the debt and they want this inflation so they can default on the debt but it, it's a de facto default there's they'll pay you back right mm-hmm. but they'll pay you back with pennies on the dollar because they they ruin the dollar and the the debt ceiling used to be used to be in place at least 10 15 years 10 15 years ago the conversation was about uh it was there to give politicians pause <laughs> well they don't i don't know if they did it then but they certainly don't do it now no. like it it's it has become a tool that the opposing party can use to get more of your money yeah to get the majority party to agree to, to their demands to and, spend more of your money. And, and this is where we might differ, where we we may have uh, taken diverging paths, but I used to think that one party cared. No, I'm 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 late to that party, <laughs> but and I think there are there are people because when you like you say a party, you know, a third of this country is in one party, a third in another party, and Correct. a third is independent, and politicians are different than people. And I think the the people of the Republican Party believe believe that Republicans want um, to spend less money and to make government smaller. But you, I don't I think, don't believe that anymore. I believe that politicians don't. But I do think your average run of the mill. Uh, I think the people do. I, yeah. I think the people are way more responsible than the politicians. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, which which is actually to tie it back into this podcast, which is why you're seeing the, it's the average person. It's it's the Joe Fies. It's, you know. It's the average person that is in Bitcoin. It's not just billionaires. As a matter of fact, the billionaires are late to the game. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's been the plebs. It's been just your average person that's like, hey, you know, this, what, what, what is happening cannot last. It cannot, it doesn't end well. I need a place to put my money where, where I will retain my value. I, uh, the, the, I mean, and, and, Back to the touching on inflation, there, the inflation, it's not like it's just a tool, you know, well, the, the way that government sees it, it, oh, it's just a tool to allow them to spend more on the shit that they want to spend more on, mm-hmm. right? But but the, the, the truth of inflation is it's theft. It's stealing yeah. your time. Yeah. It's stealing your time. So, so you, you, you go to work, you punch the clock, and, and you know, you, you bring home your wages, and that would buy you... Uh, you know, a, a steak dinner and make your house payment. And now that, now that you know, inflation kicks in, it barely makes the house payment. Yep. You no longer can do anything, but it, you didn't work any less time. Yeah. So, so that they stole that from you. When my when my dad was in college, he would work summers at the paper paper mill in my hometown, and that would working in the summer would give him enough money to not have to work during the school year. My sister went to college, ninety to ninety. <laughs> Four and did the same thing. She could work all summer. She probably worked more hours than my dad did twenty years before that. But she worked all summer and that paid for a whole year. I worked at the same paper mill, worked a shit ton, and that covered you know rent maybe. Did not cover college. Did not cover books. Um, before the end of my radio career and the end of my marriage, I had a public freakout about how the government taking money from my family was essentially stealing uh, the ex-wife, uh, stealing her time. Yeah. 
because and and her time at work was time she wasn't at home helping me with children and that's exactly it your, your point about them them stealing they well, steal I, your time they steal your work i i i i'll totally agree that i i i'm i'm right there with you that taxation is theft as well yeah. but there's nothing more insidious at least at least with taxation you know we quote unquote have representation right nobody elected nobody elected the federal reserve right board you know i mean i mean it's de facto nominated by the president but the federal reserve is as federal as federal express <laughs> it, it 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 it's it's not you tweet that what's that good line oh i stole it from someone else i don't yeah. remember where i stole it i i can't take credit for it but i will that's mine it's all joe five mm -hmm. but uh no it, it, it the the inflation is more insidious because i honestly i i don't feel like the average people really realize what they what's don't. happening they don't i know and that's why i do this podcast is yep. so you know hopefully i'll wake somebody up so let me ask you this in regard to both taxation and inflation and the government spending money more money than it brings in why do we have tax why do we pay taxes why I, do they tax us <laughs> right why not just print more why, why not just instead of some of the no the money they because spend, they want to punish the producers that's my opinion why else i i i think it's to keep the game up <laughs> right the the charade yeah yeah probably yeah i i'm i'm just very cynical and i have been for a long yeah. time but anyways which which is why which is why i bitcoin because bitcoin fixes okay. this okay how does bitcoin fix this because even if if you've got let's say you've, you you've got a lot of bitcoin and you want to go buy a truck that truck is the price of that truck is subject to inflation. You know, it's, it's not like you, it's not like there's a Bitcoin universe and a fiat universe. Like you have to, if you're going to spend the Bitcoin in the fiat universe or the real world, right? You're paying inflated prices. Well, but, but, but as we've seen, and you know, I, I don't know if it's always going to be true, but let's say, let's say just, just for uh, simplicity's sake, that truck is, was $20,000 five years ago mm -hmm. if i would have put twenty thousand dollars of my value into bitcoin five years ago i got it. i would have way more that than the price of the truck but but even even in the worst case scenario you know if let's say with inflation that that truck is now a hundred thousand dollars i mean the the hope and this is what we've seen to be true with bitcoin is that it will at least keep pace with inflation so my time that i that i spent to earn that money is still worth the value not not in the same it's not the same amount of dollars but it's worth the same value as it was before that's why bitcoin is a store of value that when i bought into that or when i realized that bitcoin was a store of value just like gold or mm -hmm. other things i that's when i i took the orange pill you know yeah. and just i it's been down the rabbit hole ever since then so uh <laughs> you're all right couch is a little too deep oh, by, by the way i forgot to mention that that this uh podcast is coming to you from the bitcoin basement nice and uh that's what i'm going to call this from now on <laughs> i think most bitcoin pod I, most podcasts come out of a basement right right and this the ones is, i do i i mean literally i I'm, some people want to be cool but this is a you, you can attest i mean we've got a celebrity regional celebrity mm -hmm. here is this being recorded in a basement Yes. And, <laughs> and 
what most podcasts don't you have what you're lacking the thing that most podcasts have though mom upstairs making dinner <laughs> mom be quiet <laughs> i'm recording a podcast <laughs> so i uh, so where do i end up with my 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 50 bucks a month and buying bitcoin at some point i have a i have a bitcoin i have a wallet somewhere <laughs> coinbase i moved that app to my front screen okay is that the app you use uh i no i i don't use coinbase and i no longer i never endorsed them but i, I used to use them uh coinbase has gone very shitcoin very uh do you have any shit do i have shitcoin yeah. Any shitcoin that I, I acquire, I get rid of as fast as I can. So, uh, you know what? I, I, I feel like that everybody at some point goes down the shitcoin path and, until you realize that it's all going to zero. It, 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 it's, it's a game. Uh, again, to quote Max Kaiser, Bitcoin, or, uh, shitcoin was created to steal your Bitcoin. Okay. I have... I follow a guy on the Facebook and I'm friends with in real life. His name is Gary Miller. And he used to be Republican activist kind of thing. And he went off the, what I used to refer to as the deep end, <laughs> but maybe he's launched to, I don't know, something better. And I, I don't know how much of his, of what he puts on Facebook is shtick and how much he actually believes. <laughs> but I bought Chainlink mm. because he said to one day. Mm-hmm. And it was, mid-pandemic. Sure. So I'm like, what's happening to society? Could I buy more guns? Could I buy more? Okay, I'll get, I'll get, I'll get Bitcoin, whatever Gary tells me to buy, and more guns. And I own brass knuckles for some reason, and I bought a sword. That's another podcast. <laughs> well, that's for the uh, zombies, but yes. But I've got, uh, I've got Chainlink, and I've got Bitcoin, and right now I've got 1400 in Bitcoin. And unless I come into some money, I'm doing the 50 bucks a month thing. I'm 43. In 30 years, you'll be dead. <laughs> but uh, the, am I, because 20, what do I have? 1,400 bucks in, in Bitcoin? That's nothing. Like, that, that, that doesn't cover my mortgage for a month. I mean, it's not, it's not a, a huge pile of, of, of money. Is it a huge pile of money in 30 years? Or does the dollar, does things have to get really bad out here in the real world? Oh, it, it'll be a, well, it'll be a huge pile of dollars, but a huge pile of dollars won't mean anything. Okay. But so, so, so what you're doing is, is, you know, monthly cost averaging, right? Mm-hmm. So, so on, on that $1,400, how much have you actually put in? So, so you're doing $600 a year. How long have you been doing it? A few months. Okay. So, and, and I, don't, and, I don't remember how much you gave me. I, I do. <laughs> I, 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 you said the most expensive closing gift you'd given. It, and it will be. And it will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, it, it was uh, on par, but, but the value of that now is probably... I, at the time, it was around ten grand, and I gave you 0.01 Bitcoin, okay. which, is, uh, uh, which would be a million Satoshis. So, so you're a millionaire. Great. <laughs> I gave you a million. Nice. A- anyways, so today that's worth about 600 and some. Okay. So I, it's like anything. I, the, Bitcoin's not the lottery ticket, mm-hmm. but, but it's also 
it's not the lose you know it's kind of a get rich slowly yeah <laughs> that 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 that's kind of how i see it but well and i'm not looking at it as as getting rich because i'm not putting much in but i'm looking at it as if everything joe fi sorry <laughs> tells me is true at least i'll have something when everything comes crashing right. down well so so i i think don't quote me on this but roughly bitcoin has put in returns of 200% every year since its creation. So, so your $600, uh, you know, on average will probably go up 1200 a year. So I, you know, yeah, but, but it's not going to be the, uh, the moonshot, right. Where, you know, I bought it for a penny and now it's worth a billion. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if we were in on this early enough, that would have been the case, but it seems so nonsensical at the beginning. (laughs) <laughs> seemed i'm not yeah. saying it was but it seemed that way well, i i've told you so in 2012 i was a delegate for ron paul mm-hmm. and there was a weirdo there sorry weirdo if you're listening uh that that was talking my ear off because we were the only ron paul guys in woodbury mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh i thought he was nuts i heard a lot i've heard lots of stories i thought he was nuts that. yeah yeah and uh and sorry ron paul weirdo if you're out there I, I really owe you an apology. <laughs> so what separates, you've probably explained this to your listeners before, but I wasn't prepared for that. What separates Bitcoin from the other, from shitcoin? Okay. Well, you know what? So, 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 so one of the biggest things that people always criticize or say, okay, well, if that thing ever takes off, governments will just shut it down. <laughs> That's, I hear it all the time. Government, you know what? If it ever, if it ever looks like it's going to work, yeah, uh, if it is ever going to replace the dollar, governments will just shut it down. And that is true about every other shitcoin except Bitcoin. So, so if you're just going by market cap, the, the next closest shitcoin to Bitcoin is Ethereum. And Ethereum, 70% of the nodes of the network run on cloud computing. Okay. And uh, so, so, you know, I think it's 30, 20, 30% of their of theirs runs actually just on Amazon AWS. How did how well did that work for uh Parler? It did not. They they shut that down so quick. It was shut down at on the whim of a billionaire. Yep. So what w- what do you think AWS would have done if there was a subpoena? Yeah. They it, they had so, to com- comply. They they I I get the point. They're um so Bitcoin to 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 contrast that uh Bitcoin is run on lives in the hearts and minds of every child in, in the world who <laughs> believes and puppies and bunnies. Mm-hmm. And yes, no, B- Bitcoin runs on the, the last time I checked, there was like 15,000 different nodes, which is just a computer running the Bitcoin code, right? Okay. Or uh, backing up the ledger and verifying it. And uh, I mean, at a real high level, that's all it is. But those are distributed across the world. There's even one in fucking space. Wow. So there, there's a Bitcoin node running from space. And where do you serve that subpoena? You know, uh, maybe the space one they could shut down, you know, shoot it with a fucking laser because the space force, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but these 15- It can't be corrupted by government, can't be influenced by government, can't be shut down by It'll government. It'll be very hard. You know what? And, and I talked about this on other podcasts. One of the hardest things to do, one of the only ways that they could try to do it would be to completely shut down the internet, right? Mm-hmm. North Korea style. 
-hmm. It's hard to do Bitcoin transactions in North Korea, but we got a lot fucking bigger problems if the government's to that point. And you know what? We might have those problems coming. It, it, you know, I, uh, two years ago, I wouldn't have thought I'd even consider that, Mm -hmm. but I, I do now. I mean, things are weird now. Australia is building concentration camps. What the hell, man? (laughs) What the hell? Like, I don't know. I, I don't trust. I'm sure. 90% 90% of the, your listeners to this episode are listening because I'm here. Of course. So this is going to be a lot of repeat for my listeners. But I don't trust anything I see. I don't trust anything I, I see on Facebook. I don't trust anything I see in the mainstream news. I don't know if what's happening in Australia is fucking crazy, if it's not true. But the things I, I, the things I see, I see through Facebook. So like that's painted a little bit because i follow people who have an agenda right even if they don't know they have an agenda right so i don't know like i don't know what's real anymore i just and i'm talking to you in a basement about fake money (laughs) i like to call it magic internet money okay because it's magic Mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah you know what that that, that's that's a very good point you know what i haven't seen the concentration camps in australia right yeah i but uh anytime government's building camps I, I'm very, very suspicious right, of anything. Be. Yeah. I mean, you know what? The U.S. did it too, right? Yep. They were just internment camps, yep. right? Because, uh, you know, but I don't want to get down that road yeah. too bad. But uh, anytime they're, they're building camps of any type, I'm very, very suspicious. Yeah. I also didn't think we'd live in a time where where the president of the United States would <laughs> would say the things with such seething hatred that joe biden has said and i wasn't a fan of donald trump and i really the more i learn i can't think of a president i was a fan of isn't that sad it is sad or good well you know yeah no you know what it's uh it is giving away a little bit of uh your innocence it's almost uh you know when you realize when you realize that they've all been corrupt for a long time but but joe biden uh, maybe eisenhower you know maybe yeah, okay. maybe, you know, because I, I used to think Reagan was a big deal, but uh, not not so much anymore, especially after reading uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman. Yeah, I need to read that or at least listen to it. Um, but Joe Biden saying that 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 we've had patience with you or, or we're out of patience <laughs> with with like half of America. It's like. Uh-oh, we're not da- enemies, like, don't look, don't daddy, don't get the belt. Yeah, don't talk Jesus. to us like we're like we're enemies and that and you've seen when you when. We've seen throughout the course of human history, when you dehumanize people, and that's what the left and government is doing with people who don't want to get vaccinated, uh, they're dehumanizing. I'm not going to say us, because I got vaccinated, but they're dehumanizing half the country, and that never, ever, 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 ever ends well. Right. Well, and, and you know, one of my favorite memes was, you know, uh, the, the, the virus mandated the... Uh, the vaccine, the vaccine re- mandated the the passport, right? Mm-hmm. And what is the passport mandate? I, you know, that's right. It, it, it's 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 not about it's not about health. This isn't about science. Nope. And you know, granted, this isn't a COVID show, but I don't give a shit. I can talk about whatever I want. That's right, because... you're the boss. <laughs> but I got a, I got a lefty friend in Canada uh, who who we don't agree on politics, but she just want to get vaccinated, and now she's seeing what government can do, and she's right. pissed. Right. It, it, you know what? It, it's what, the scariest thing about what's going on now, and, and we will see this with Bitcoin too. 
and I, I I've told people this a lot. Uh, th- this is a so this is the beginning of the American social credit score, mm-hmm. or you know the mm-hmm. good boy good boy points, right? Mm-hmm. You know, were you a good Jack? You were a good boy, and mm-hmm. you took your shot. Uh, Joe Fi, not so much. And uh, so I I get and the reason I got it is because I was going on a, a trip to Florida and and Georgia for work, and I love traveling on other people's dimes, and I did not want that trip to be taken away, and I kind of figured. <laughs> By the time my trip was scheduled, which has come and gone, that they'd be requiring vaccines to get on an airplane. Right. And it didn't happen. I've known people that have done it for the exact same reason. Yep. And and because if I got a blood clot and died, I wanted to blame my mother who was harping on me to get the fucking shot. <laughs> but the, it, it's not inconceivable that there will be a time that because I'm a good boy, I get to fly on airplanes and you don't. Right. Absolutely. Because yeah. of your social credit. That's right. And, just like they do in China. Just and, like in communist China, the social credit score... De- dictates whether or not you can buy a plane ticket yep and i will get to i will get to go eat in restaurants and, and you will not be able to and you know I'll be able I, to do this and that and you can't and, and I, i've told this people uh to people off off the air but that that's that's been the hard line that i've drawn for myself mm-hmm. you know living in the people's republic of minnesota yep. i i i love everything about this place and i love the people here but that's my hard line is i will not show papers to eat food and and we shouldn't it, have to it's fucking insane i absolutely but but it, it's one of those things if you don't have the hard line ahead of time yeah. w- w- when do you do it? it it's it's death by a thousand cuts just like they've done with the this whole covid rollout yep. it was you were a conspiracy theorist if you said they're going to implement a, a vaccine passport oh wait not now that's not a conspiracy that's mm-hmm. reality yep. that's reality in new york that's reality in la i i've got a friend in la hey mike if you're listening mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got a friend in LA who's moving to Texas because him and his partner that they don't want it. And she has a license, uh, a license by the state that says if, if, if you're going to practice what she practices, I'm trying not to dox them. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you're going to practice what you practice, you need to have the shot and they won't do it. And I, I give them freaking credit for it. And and how that's a big, that's a big thing to ask normal people. Yeah. You know, do this or lose your job or have to move across the country. I mean, it, it, we're creating two classes of people, but not only that, refugees. Yeah. I mean, look at Texas is full of refugees, not the ones coming from the southern border. It's the ones coming from these freaking crazy liberal states. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we're maybe we're having a realignment. But which which also gets back to Bitcoin, which is another reason I am so crazy about Bitcoin, though, is because when I do need to flee. Right. Mm-hmm. And need to fl- and, and I always say I'm going to flee to free America, wherever that is, South Dakota, Texas, wherever free America is, that's where I'll go. But if it gets to so bad that I, I waited too long. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're getting out with the shirt on your back. You can take Bitcoin with you in your brain. If you can remember 12 words, okay. you can take your wealth with you and, and they cannot seize it. So. What what are those twelve words? I, w- I need to write these. Dog, down. cat. <laughs> so that's like your account number, or your. It, it's 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 what they call your seed phrase, and so uh, I own Bitcoin. I don't know this. Though. Oh, okay, and, and you know what? I, I need to do episodes uh, because you know now talking to you and talking to Victor before you, you realize how much we don't know. Well, yeah, and and the important you know the the important things about Bitcoin, you know, I you know we everybody loves NGU technology. Number go up. Right. Yes. Everybody loves that. Right. Mm-hmm. But 
but that's not what Bitcoin's about sovereignty. It, it really is. It's sovereignty from the state, from everything. And, and the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is it's so sovereign that if you want to, you can take it with you. You know how they always say you can't take it with you? Mm -hmm. If I want to take my 20 million Bitcoins, right? Because I, I leave 1 million for everybody else because mm -hmm. that's how rich I am. Nice. Because <laughs> I am Satoshi. Mm. Listen to episode three. Uh, no, no. You can take it with you, though. So, so if I lose my seed phrase and I'm self-custodying my own Bitcoin, it is gone forever. But I, I don't think of it as gone forever. I think of it as a donation to every other Bitcoin holder, right? Okay. <laughs> so, so because there will never be more than 21 million Bitcoins, if, if I lose my Bitcoin and the keys and the way to unlock that, nobody can do it for me. So do those then go back into the... No, they just live on the chain forever, wherever they dead-ended. But they're, they're, you have them. Right. But you can't access but you them. you can't access so them. Nobody else can access exactly. them. Exactly. And which, they're finite. Which means the circulating supply is just that much smaller. So if you die without giving somebody else the keys to your Bitcoin fortune... Yep, and this has happened. Those are all gone. Yep. And because it's finite, the rest of the Bitcoin that exists increase right. dramatically Right, because, because when you, you know, or uh, when... Uh, somebody who was late to the party, right? Mm -hmm. You know, five years from now, then when they say, I need to buy this Bitcoin thing, instead of uh, 21 million, or it, let's say 18 million, if you subtract all the lost Bitcoin, maybe there's only 13 million that are accessible. And, and of the 13 million that are accessible, only 1 million of those coins is being offered to the market, right? Okay. And so, so that just makes the price go up. So when I buy a Bitcoin or part of a Bitcoin with my 50 bucks a month, who am I buying that from? So you're buying it from your exchange, which is Coinbase. Right. And so back to the topic of sovereignty uh, and custody, right now, Coinbase is holding your Bitcoin. Okay. It, it's just like, it's just like your, uh, your $5,000 in Wells Fargo. Well, you know, you don't have that money stashed under your mattress. Mm -hmm. Wells Fargo is actually custodying your money for mm -hmm. you. And that's what Coinbase is doing for you. But the beautiful thing about Bitcoin, which is what makes it so much different than gold. I mean, you can self-custody gold, right? But if you have $100,000 of gold, that gets heavy. Yeah, real heavy. <laughs> or or a million dollars of gold, and it becomes a real risk. Uh, you know, yeah, for, if you're keeping that in your house, people can come take it from you. Exactly. Yeah. So, so then you need... You need to employ other things, but but the beautiful thing about Bitcoin is uh, you can self custody a billion dollars, right? And you can do it with twelve words, right? Which wouldn't be the best way to do it, right? But you can self custody it. There's things called multi sig where where it's like a it's like a safe deposit box. So sure. you can set it up where there's three keys to the Bitcoin, and you need two of them sure. to access the Bitcoin. So then you could give me one key. Uh, you could give one key to uh, to w one of your kids, and then you keep one, right? And you're mm -hmm. like, if I ever need to move the money, I need if to get. We're gonna launch the nuke from the sub. I need two keys. <laughs> exactly. Okay. A anyways, so that's a multi sig, which is a little bit more secure. But so Coinbase has my Bitcoin. Yes, you should I withdraw have. that. Okay. I'll teach you how. I will. I will learn from you because I do everything you say. <laughs> Can the government get to Coinbase? Yes. Let's say we're shutting you fuckers down. Absolutely. Now all your Bitcoin belongs to me. Absolutely. 
uh, that that so so exchanges in the history of Bitcoin that the exchanges have been a real risk. Uh, and the risk what in the beginning wasn't the government; it was hackers. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know if you've ever heard of Mount Gox. No, it was one of the first uh, Bitcoin exchanges. I did girls. Mount Gox, actually, yeah, th- this goes along totally of, in line with what you just ma- said. Magic the Gathering next. You, you know what it is then? No, I'm just making jokes Shut about up. nerds. Shut up! I swear to God, no, Scouts Mount Honor. Gox stands for Magic the Gathering Online <laughs> Exchange. It was set up as a as a way to trade Mount or uh, Magic, Magic the cards? Gathering cards, yes, which morphed into a a Bitcoin exchange. Huh. Which, you know, I, I wasn't in Bitcoin then, and, and this is always how I, I justify it to myself, right? I'm like, you know what? If had I been in Bitcoin early, all my money would have been on Mount Gox, and I would have gone anyway. It would have been gone anyways, yes. right? So so that got hacked, and. Uh, so, so exchanges are risks, but, but the smart people back in the day bought their Bitcoin on Mt. Gox, just like you buy it from Coinbase mm-hmm. and withdrew it to their own accounts, to their own wallets okay. and, uh, and self-custody it. So, so the people that self-custodied from Mt. Gox came out just fine. Uh, and you could teach me how to do this. I will teach you how to do this. So when I want to buy more Bitcoin, like I do with my $50 a month, it, it's set up in Coinbase and it happens automatically. If I'm going to do the self-custody thing that you're talking about is 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 there an easy way to buy more well you you still in the u.s for the most part you're always going to buy from exchange okay um that's that's the easiest way i mean you could buy it from me if i were willing to sell but i don't because i'm so gullible so trust give you you could write down one bitcoin (laughs) on a piece of notepad paper and sell it to me for a thousand bucks i would be like i own a bitcoin exactly here this is this is what it's good for no mm-hmm. but no no so 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 basically a wallet is just it's a it's a piece of software that allows you stores your keys for you right okay just like where uh on the software okay or so like if i lose my laptop i'm not out my my bitcoin not if you have your seed phrase okay. uh and and also you know it, it, and there's varying levels right so if you're talking about you know, fourteen hundred dollars of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. That's worth withdrawing, right? Um, you know, maybe if it was fifteen bucks, I would say don't even bother, mm-hmm. right? But that that's doubt that that to me raises to the level of yeah, that's worth withdrawing and self custody once you once you're familiar and comfortable with what it is, right? Okay. Uh, but is it to the to the level where you should uh, you know? maybe buy a what they call a hardware wallet which which is just a wallet that's not connected to the internet it's actually like a looks like a USB okay. you know they they're 100 bucks maybe it's worth it maybe it's not but you know but when you get to maybe $100,000 of bitcoin that's when maybe you should start thinking about uh multi-sig multi-signature contracts and you know way, other ways to protect it okay. so i don't know where i'm going with that but no i, <laughs> I appreciate it so, actually, I, I wanted to ask a question of you. Okay. Since I, I know you know Tom Emmer, mm-hmm. do you have any idea how he became such an advocate for Bitcoin? It's funny because I was going to ask you a Tom <laughs> Emmer question as well. Um, I've seen stuff that Emmer's office has put out where, where he is becoming involved in Bitcoin legislation and authoring mm-hmm. stuff. 
He's yeah. he's been a rock star on this subject. Yeah. So that was my question: is he is he being a rock star, or is he like by by a legitimately powerful congressman taking Bitcoin seriously? Does that just lend itself to the government getting in hmm. and regulating if they can? But they can't. Yeah, I, I well, I don't know. I don't know what Ember's doing. Right. Okay. Why? Why? Why is he? How is he? Why is Congressman Emmer like taking a role in Bitcoin? Because Tom comes from libertarian roots. He's got libertarian voices in his ear. He's got he's got people who he's got people like you because he's from Wright County, Minnesota, where everybody's exactly like you. You think you're unique, Wright County? They're all like you. Maybe I should go look uh, for houses up there. Maybe down there. <laughs> Down there, yeah. What Over down there. there? I thought he was up. It's just, uh, it's west of this. Okay, okay, okay. Well, yeah. So, so that that I guess that's a question that needs maybe you, you want to interview him. Yeah, it, maybe you should see if Tom Emmer would come on uh, Radio Free BTC. I'll do what I can. All right, <laughs> there you heard it, listeners. Jack is going to make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very non-committal response on my part. <laughs> He's going to make it happen. I don't know. I will ask. I know Tom's people, and I, I could probably ask Tom directly. I don't quite know where we are in our friendship. <laughs> and not that, like, it's bad, but it's like, I just, I legitimately don't know. Yeah. No, no worries. You, when, you people, know when normal people get elected to Congress, they're like, they become different and well, lose them. And, and I was just going to say, you know, I, I'd rather, believe it or not, talk to you. I mean, you're almost too big of a celebrity for people <laughs> that I like to talk to. But I... I Truthfully, with this podcast, I like talking to plebs or people that don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, it makes you feel smarter, I understand. Well, yes, I, I've got a very small, or very big ego and very small intelligence. Yes. So, uh, no, but, but you know, I don't want to kiss the ring of any fucking politician, even if, even if they are good for Bitcoin, even, you know, so. Yeah, and, and I don't think you have it in you to kiss a ring. Um, <laughs> as somebody who interviews a lot of somebody's, there's a lot of ring kissing because you want them to come back. Right. And that's, uh, it let, leads me to be a less than transparent broadcaster sometimes. <laughs> right. Because how do you ask a tough question to somebody that you want to come back? Sure. So, but you, somebody who doesn't give a shit, be fantastic. You never interview somebody <laughs> twice, but, you know, you'll get good interviews. <laughs> Just burn the bridge right from the get-go, right? So, here's a question for you. Um, my, I've talked to a mutual friend of ours who you've told all the stuff you've told me, you've told him, he's older than us, and he's not going to pull the trigger on Bitcoin. My parents are not going to pull the trigger on Bitcoin. Of the people I know... They will. I mean, I know thousands of people. My parents will buy Bitcoin? They would. I don't know who, what mutual friend you're talking about, but... Pete. Oh, sure, okay. They will. They will. Oh, they be will. Because the places they're investing are going to be buying Bitcoin? No, or will they at some point just have to choose to? Bitcoin's going to be well. I, you, you know, I I don't see the dollar going away, right? Mm -hmm. But yes, they, they will. They will de facto buy Bitcoin because their pension funds, just like the the city of Houston firefighters pension fund, just bought twenty five million dollars of Bitcoin. You watch billions. <laughs> it's all about pension funds. Okay, yeah, it, pension funds. You know, so what percentage of Let's say Americans and let's say uh, people, adult people on the planet. What percentage of people are have bought or invested in Bitcoin? It's small. Yeah. It, it it's it's minuscule. I and I, you know, I 
I've seen the number that it says Bitcoin in its growth cycle or, you know, development is where the internet was in about 1996. So the year you probably, you graduated in 96, right? So the year you graduated from high school, uh, where the internet was, that's where Bitcoin is at today in its adoption cycle. So we're in a, in a, now is a good time to get in. (laughs) Absolutely. Because there's also part of the, uh, uh, oh, I missed out on Bitcoin because it's already happened. And that's not the case. And everybody, Everybody that, the, the, you know, the guy I was talking to, the Ron Paul weirdo in 2012 that I was talking to told me, God, I wish I had gotten into it in 2009 because those guys made out. Right. So everybody thinks they're late to the game. Yeah. But uh, the, the truth is, is we're all super early. You're early, uh, you know, and anybody listening to this is super early because so does once once it hits, it, it's tough to even say this, but it's, it, Bitcoin's not mainstream, not yet. But once it becomes mainstream, does the value go through the roof? Absolutely, because demand is higher, and you know another number that I love to. And they're not making it as Lex Luthor's dad used to say about real estate applies to Bitcoin. They're not making any more. Exactly. What 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 I love to say is is I think it's Bloomberg or Forbes uh, estimates that there there's around forty eight to fifty million millionaires around the world so that that's how many millionaires there are in the world and there will only ever be 21 million bitcoin so if if you're able to attain half a bitcoin a whole bitcoin i mean you you are light years ahead of even every millionaire if they wanted a whole bitcoin they can't have it wow so and then you you look at people like not now our good friend George Soros mm-hmm. is rumored to be buying Bitcoin. Uh, you know, Elon Musk, uh, micro strategies, micro strategies that the company micro strategies, I think they're over a hundred thousand Bitcoin that they own. So, so, so the, the pool keeps shrinking. So if I made plastic medallions that said Bitcoin on it <laughs> and sold them on Amazon as Bitcoin, I could probably scam a lot of people. I'm sure you could. Okay. Yeah. You I'll should do that. Like, like circuitry on it from an alarm clock <laughs> you know what it. it's amazing though how, how many like little cottage businesses have sprung up mm-hmm. uh you know i just bought a uh i just bought a baseball hat from bitcoin hat guy nice <laughs> and i'm like i'm like this is awesome so what is bitcoin mining <laughs> go listen to the Vit- victor episode no because if there's only 21 million bitcoin so, so that's it. Oh, okay. So, so, so when it was created or, you know, in order to keep the network totally decentralized, right. You can't have a central database like Visa does to mm-hmm. process transactions. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when it was created, they said, well, if you process transactions and you write the block, the next block on the blockchain right. will we'll give you a reward for doing that. Right. So, so you use your computing power to process the transactions and do the the actual work of the the network. So okay, that's great. You know, I'll take all the rewards, thank you and I'll run it and but then it's centralized, right? Mm-hmm. So so then it, it, they needed to add a, an element of uh co- competitiveness, right? So w- when it started, you got 50 50 bitcoins for mining a block. I'll take them all. No, I want them all. 
you know, so, so then other people start the, the incentives, the game theory of it's set up to where it will be competitive, where miners will compete against each other. And then how they decide who gets to write the block is they have to solve a very complex algorithm, right? Okay. Which the, the, the network is set up to make it where it should take the network 10 minutes to solve the problem. That's why there's a block written to the blockchain approximately every 10 minutes. And then the miners who have all these computers running this program uh, to solve that problem, to win the right to write the next block, uh, for doing all that, each time that they win, they're rewarded currently uh, 6.25 Bitcoin for doing it. So that's a lot of money. Yeah. But that's why the... uh, the mining facilities look like industrial data centers. I mean, okay. it's not, it's not like what you saw in the other room that, I mean, that is uh, small compared small potatoes compared to uh, Bitcoin mining. Uh, so who owns Bitcoin mining facilities? There's, there's, there's public cheap. The, no, I mean, there's, there's everything from a guy running two ant miners, which is just a small machine built just to do it in their garage to, there's publicly traded companies on NASDAQ. Uh, the Peter Thiel, the guy, I, he's a billionaire from, uh, I think, I think he might have been one of the PayPal people. Right. You know, he's pouring billions into the mining and, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a real diverse bag of people. And, you know, for a long time, up until this year, about 50% of the miners were just people in China doing it. Right. And then China decided to ban it. <laughs> Hmm. And, and so all those mining machines have have distributed across the globe and uh so they get 6.5 bitcoin every 10 minutes from who from the bitcoin network <laughs> who owns that who owns that yeah everybody does okay. everybody running a node so, so i run a node upstairs right okay. and that node says yep jack jack mine that uh that block he gets this much Bitcoin, and then now you've got the keys to that okay. new Bitcoin. So that's paid from the network, yep. the 6.5. How many are still available to be paid out? So, so and about, I appreciate your patience with me on this. Not a problem. Okay. Not, not a problem. No, no. It's, so 21's the, 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 the number, the max number that there will ever be. So far, there's been about 18 million mines. Okay. okay. So, so, so you start doing the math. You're like, uh, every 10 minutes, 6.25 are, you know, how how is that going to last and but what what and or how did they get to 18 million so far right uh it's because when it started the reward for mining was 50 bitcoin uh but every four years or every certain number of blocks uh which i don't know exactly what the number is but approximately every four years that's cut in half so so it, it went from 50 to 25 12 or 12 and a half now to six and a quarter uh and it, it it'll keep doing that i believe it's projected to go out to like twenty one thirty. okay and you mentioned before that there's there's competition for this right yep but everybody's running the same software yep but 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 the but but uh so when a block is mined the next one it, it's created what the the solution is say it's a 800 uh string character of numbers mm-hmm. right uh and so then everybody tr- needs to solve that problem now yeah okay. they have to guess you know zero 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 one 
zero 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 two. You know, that's could a person set up a, a Bitcoin mining thing that isn't nearly as fast. Are the big the big operations are they big because they're super fast or big because they're they're doing a lot of these? They just have more machines, more efficient, more machines, more efficiently running the same the same program. Okay. So so in theory, you could take your Pentium four eighty or whatever, two eight what I don't even remember the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. You could take a really old computer and you could run the Bitcoin mining algorithm on it. And there's a chance that in 10 minutes, that tiny computer might be able to do enough calculations to, to hit the block. But it's, I mean, it's, you, you're better off playing the lottery. So, so 6.5 Bitcoin is around $410,000. Yep. You could make a computer for $410,000 that could do this. <laughs> Um, and keep doing it right but but the, the, this is this is where the the what what is what's called in bitcoin the proof of work comes into okay. right so yes I, I i could i could buy a machine for 10 grand now that could do that but it probably might only hit a block every it might never hit a block that's why th these big miners have okay. thousands of them right okay and, and then they create what's called pools so so instead of just just the mining facility in the warehouse over in you know St. Paul, they they team up with a, you know ones from Texas and New York and wherever across the world, and they say we'll all run this algorithm, and whoever hits a block will share it. Okay. It's it's pooling the energy, but but to the proof of work, it, it, so yes, the computer could do it, but you have to burn all the energy to do it. So. <laughs> It, that that's the proof of work. So yeah. in order to solve the problem, you have to prove that you did the work, which is solving this really hard problem, which takes approximately ten minutes when you're competitive uh, against everybody. So so that's what makes the um, like gold is valuable because there's not a whole lot of it and it takes a lot of work to get it out of the ground. Yep. Um, fiat currency is less valuable because somebody just has to decide p. there's more of it control p what is that control p on your keyboard you hit control p i've never hit control p what does hit that do print oh <laughs> ah, a printer um okay so i think i understand that uh are these bitcoin mining facilities public like the people know where they are uh yes that i'm yes. How come competitive i mean it seems ripe for uh sabotage well yes and no i mean the the bitcoin's not there yes but if you're if you're running a, a mining facility and the payoff is is substantial why would why, why wouldn't people show up to steal the machines yes hire some dirt bags to burn your competitors down literally right. burn them to the ground or, or or go steal their machines and then plug them in where yeah. you can use them yeah so, i mean i i as and far why as why do i feel like my gut reaction is how how do we game the system? Because I don't operate my life like that. I really don't. If I did, I think I'd be, I think I'd have more money. No, yes, and you know what I mean. That they are public companies, but I don't know if they disclose like right, we're right. at uh, yeah. one thirty two Elm Street. You know, yeah. it, it. So I, I think there is a lot of opsec uh, around the facilities because actually all the videos I've ever seen of tours of things like that, they usually don't show the outsides of the buildings. Yeah. They usually just show you inside the building. So, what prevents somebody from 
making another Bitcoin? Because I, I I know there are there's They've the, tried. There, there's shit coin, but why not? Can't somebody just say let's take all the let's just make it the exact exactly the same? They, they and and that's so, so so people have tried to split Control C <laughs> exactly, uh and Control V mm-hmm. uh yeah if you just Control C it does nothing for you you got to do the V <laughs> as well. No, it, pe- people have tried it, and and this is what what uh, like in the history of Bitcoin. What they talk about the the block size wars because uh, in twenty sixteen twenty seventeen the Bitcoin community was fighting with itself saying we need to we need to change Bitcoin so it's easier to use so we can make it compete competitive with Visa right mm-hmm. or you know we want it to be processed transactions you know all that kind of crap uh and so so the people that ended up losing the debate they're like uh fine we, we lost. So they took their ball and went home, and they split the network, right? Mm-hmm. So, so they took the chain, and they said, "Okay, now we're running Bitcoin Cash." I don't know if you've ever heard of that shit coin. Mm-mm. They sell it on Coinbase, Bitcoin Cash. So, the the chain split. So, if you had one Bitcoin at the time, you'd still have one Bitcoin, and you'd have one Bitcoin Cash. I think Bitcoin Cash. The last time I looked, is probably worth. Yeah. Uh- I see Bitcoin Cash. I don't know how much one is though. Yeah, I, I, I own none of it. It do- doesn't matter because price doesn't matter. Anyways, Bitcoin Cash ended up being a a, a centralized shitcoin. Hmm. <laughs> uh, let's see here. BCH. It's dropped. It used to be the number two coin, and now where is it? Let's see. BCH. So the one time you were wrong, it's the twentieth overall was so. when you said that uh, real estate <laughs> never gone down and then like three months later <laughs> or a year later I, uh the bottom fell th- out of there that was market. The, you you missed the asterisk of, of that statement i always do in conversation it's it, hard to hear th- there was an asterisk on that and that was over a long enough period of time sure just zoom out is right? it possible like does bitcoin ever go down yeah well, okay. What has to happen for Bitcoin to lose value? So, so Bitcoin, the volatility of it's crazy, mm-hmm. right? I, uh, but but the, the there's out the the lows are always higher than before, right? Mm-hmm. So so right now we're on a crazy bull run and it's sixty three thousand dollars today, whatever it is, right? That that's uh that's great, and we started. I mean, we started this bull run. It got as low as like four grand somewhere in there right okay. so so let the that's the low and this is 63 67 is the high right so it'll crash 80 percent, right and it'll down to twelve thousand dollars but it's still the, the lowers keep getting high mm-hmm. the low sorry i shouldn't say the lowers the lows keep getting higher and that's kind kind of the the long if you zoom out on bitcoin it's just it's a slow creep and it just keeps going up and it's only because the dollar keeps going down. What happens when all 21 million are mined? So, so then... What, what, Does the value then... First of all, you and I will be dead. That's a guarantee. So how long is that going to take? It, it, it's estimated, I think, 2130, okay. somewhere, something like that. I, I don't know exactly off the top of my head. So we will be dead. But by that time, by that time, so, so not only on top, not only do miners when they win the block, they they win the the reward, which is the six point two five Bitcoin. 
but they also get all the fees for processing all the transactions. So if I send you Bitcoin, I have to decide how much I'm willing to pay in a fee, right? right? And that goes up and down. To, and it, it, that goes in, the transaction goes into the mempool, it's, not to get too far into the weeds, right? It goes in the mempool and I say, I'm willing to spend up to five Satoshis a byte for this transaction. And it's, it's literally a byte, like, you know, the smallest piece of data. And that's how it's calculated. But, but my address might be 50 characters long, right? So I, I end up paying, I might have to pay uh, two th- uh, a thousand Satoshis, okay. 50 cents, right? Something like that. But it's competitive, just like everything else in Bitcoin. If you have a really important transaction that you need to get through on the next block, you might be willing to pay a thousand Satoshis a byte. Uh, Satoshi being the smallest unit of Bitcoin. One, one, oh, you don't need to tell me. <laughs> one Bitcoin equals 100 million Satoshis. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, so, so, so when all the Bitcoins are mined, right? So, so then the miners will still have incentive to keep mining, to keep solving the next problem, mm-hmm. because eventually the, the, the reward that they get from processing the transactions will be high enough to make it the incentive high enough that they still want to continue to mine. So, so and, and if once you, you, you mine it, okay, if you, if you, you're getting your, your percentage for the transaction, if you mined it, yep. but not if you bought it. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. I really think you should start mining Bitcoin. Um, <laughs> what is the, is, is Bitcoin, Is it, would it be worth it for somebody to borrow money to buy Bitcoin? <laughs> it depends. Joe Isaacs is not licensed to give any type of financial advice. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now that we've disclosed that, it depends. Uh, like, uh, you, you know, so, so the standard answer that you're supposed to say is never, never invest anything you can't afford to lose, mm-hmm. right? Okay. But... That doesn't mean that I can't, you know, at my stage in life, take on a little bit of risk and borrow some money because you know what, if, if I do lose, does, will it suck? Yes. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, could, could I afford to do it? Probably. But so, so, so you look at micro strategies, a publicly traded company, right? Mm-hmm. They took on over a billion dollars of debt to buy Bitcoin. Because because Michael Saylor, their CEO, is so confident in the play that Bitcoin is, you know, he can borrow money at I think that I think their bonds they were getting like one percent, right? Mm-hmm. So so he was borrowing money at like one percent, two percent, whatever minuscule number it is he's borrowing at to buy Bitcoin, which, like I said, is year over year always returned two hundred percent. I mean, that's a no-brainer, right? One of my uncles who went to college the same time my dad did, worked at the same paper my dad did, so paid for college with three months of summer work, would take out school loans, invest that money, yep. and make more money than he right. borrowed. Yeah. So it, it, is it risky? Yes. Is it? But is it long-term? If your time horizon is long enough, I think not. But uh, that being said, Serify... Wouldn't let me uh, mortgage the house and uh, put it all into Bitcoin. Well, who's in charge around here? Yeah, I well, do. Sarah is clearly. I definitely don't wear the pants. So, mm-hmm. 
Anyways, uh, you know what? We are at uh, over an hour. Okay, I'm going to go back and listen to this and then Google all the stuff I didn't know. <laughs> well, you'll just have to come back because actually next time you come back, I will have uh, walked you through, or maybe we can do it on the podcast, of how to set up a wallet. Cool. And uh, because that seems to be a major sticking point, and uh, I need to do a show specifically about wallets because... Actually, I know when I was in it, I'm like, what in the fuck is a Bitcoin wallet? And how do I get one? And, well, you know, mm-hmm. why does somebody want to charge me? For why does one? mine have Velcro on it? <laughs> Anyhow, but uh, I just want to thank everybody. If you've made it to this point, uh, listening to Boring Jack. I love, uh, I I mean, love me. Obviously, you need a life, but uh, <laughs> uh, or anybody that just came over because of, you know, the regional celebrity, Jack. I, I appreciate you being here and sticking around as long as you did. And I will uh, see you guys all next time. Till then, peace out.